Welcome to Make Me Your Voice with Pastor David Bartowell. These messages are intended to deepen your faith and trust in a living God who speaks to us with hope and reason. Today's message comes to us from the Gate Christian Bible Church in Orange County, California. We're ending a series today that I entitled, Are You Ready? What to Expect Before and After Jesus Returns. In the last few weeks, we've been talking about what to expect after Jesus returns. Today, we're going to talk about the new earth. In 1986, my last year of college, I was uh, a music major, so I was about to graduate, and I arrived home one night late to find that a note on my desk that said, call Richard Carpenter up until 1 a.m. I was like, it's a joke. Now, I don't know. I'm dating myself because you maybe don't know who Richard Carpenter is, but he was one of my music idols. Like, I would listen to him and Karen, the Carpenters, and go, man, that's incredible songwriting, incredible music production. Karen had one of the best voices I've ever heard. And he called me and asked me to go on tour with him to Japan. Karen had passed away in 1980, sadly. So he had formed this new band, and he had found a singer that sounded just like Karen. He said, I want you to play in my band and sing backup. And it was amazing. And once we got to Tokyo, he gave us our passes for the tour, and it said, all access pass. And it was the first time I really went on tour with somebody famous like that. And I go, man, this is really cool. And our new band rocked. It was amazing. But sadly, in order to have a new band, the old one had to pass away. And that's how God works sometimes. When he wants to do something new, the old has to pass away. One day, this earth will pass away, and a new earth will appear, and it's going to rock, and you're going to have an all-access pass. So this series today is going to end with what to expect after Jesus returns. Expect a new earth. Jesus said in Matthew 24, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. So Jesus has even told us that heaven and earth will pass away. Last week, we talked about the new heaven, which will conjoin together with the new earth and will become God's dwelling place, his tabernacle. What does God say? What does the Bible say about the new earth? First, the new earth will be perfect. It will be perfect. See, when God created the heavens and the earth in Genesis, as we read in chapter one, he said when it was finished, it is good. He said it's very good. What he meant was it's perfectly suitable and complete for my purpose. One purpose was to include man living and Adam and Eve living on earth in a perfect place named Eden or in Hebrew, Eden, which means paradise or happy land. God made this world as paradise for Adam and Eve and then everyone after them to live in this perfect place with him in tabernacle. But Adam and Eve made a choice. They chose to believe the devil over what God says. Anytime we do that, we end up leaving that paradise, that place of rest. Because what we're doing is we're rejecting God's will. And that causes problems and chaos, and we can see it in the world today. But God sent his son, 
the Lord Jesus Christ to do what Adam didn't do, which was to live a perfect, obedient life, trusting his Father above all things, even all the way to the cross. And he sacrificed by paying the penalty for all sin by his blood. It was a blood payment. And now we have all access for those who believe in Christ to God, our Father, in his dwelling place in heaven. Jesus paid the price for my sins. Jesus rose from the dead. And Jesus is now seated at the right hand of the Father as my high priest, interceding for me. And he'll come back again one day to take this world back and he will reign on this earth from Jerusalem. Now, the moment I placed my faith in him, in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I received his spirit. So he made me a new person, a new creation. And at that moment, the old left, the old is gone, and the new appeared. Now, the issue here is spiritually, when you're in Christ, you've received a new spirit. You've received a new heart, one that follows after the Lord, one that wants to follow after the Lord. It's all a work of God's spirit. Nobody naturally wants to follow after God. But the problem is, is we're left with this old body, the physical, material flesh. This material body will pass away. We all will die physically unless Jesus takes us to be with him before that by rapturing us. We will pass away and then we receive a new body and that new body will be perfectly suitable, good, for our new dwelling place, the new heaven and the new earth. Similarly, this earth, it's all material. And one day, this material that we see, the earth, the world, will pass away and receive a new heavenly body, just like us. In fact, the Bible says that all creation is groaning for that new body. And like my new body, This new earth, the body of this new earth, will be perfect. In Revelation 21, it says, He carried me away, so John is speaking, He carried me away in the Spirit to a great high mountain and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. What makes the new earth and the new heaven perfect? The glory of God. You see, when the glory of God is there, There's no more perfect thing that can be. That is all perfection. Next, the new earth will be spacious. Think about all the millions and billions of people and believers that have passed away before us. Where do they all fit? Where will we all fit? When Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you, was he talking about a small one-bedroom apartment? We will be living in the new earth and it will be huge. Look at what the dimensions are here. God even gives us dimensions. And the wall of the city had 12 foundations or 12 floors. And the city is laid out as a square, and its length is as great as the width. And he measured the city with the rod, 1,500 miles. Its length and width and height are equal. So 
12 foundations, 12 stories, 1,500 miles cubed equals 3,325,000,000 square miles with 12 floors. The current surface of the earth is 196.9 million miles, and most of it is water. 57 million miles of this current earth of the land is inhabitable. The current population of the earth is 7.5 billion. So, let's say that there is 50 million miles of inhabitable land on this current earth. And you divide that by 7.5 billion people, that equals to 0.007 miles per person, or 37 feet of space per person. That's why it seems cramped. Now, let's say that there are 3 billion believers who will occupy and inhabit the new earth. You know how much space we will get according to this 1,500 miles cubed? One square mile per person. It's going to be huge. It's going to be awesome. And we can find out what else is going to be on this new earth. We open up the Bible. So open up your Bible and turn to Revelation chapter 21. And let's find out about what this new earth will look like. I'm going to start in verse 21, chapter 21, verse 21. So there are 12 gates. And the 12 gates were 12 pearls. The word pearls can mean beautiful white stones. So each one of the gates was a single pearl, beautifully white in appearance. And the streets of the city was pure gold, like transparent glass. Okay, so think about that. We'll be living in a place that has incredibly beautiful stones to look at. And then when you're in totally in awe of that, you look down and you're walking on gold streets. How awesome is that? It's a lot better than this earth, I'll tell you that much. And verse 22, I saw no temple in it. Why? Because God dwells there. There's no need for a man-made temple. For the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb, Jesus, His Son, the Word, are its temple. And the city has no need for the sun or the moon, for the glory of God illuminates it, and the lamp is the Lamb. You remember when Jesus said, I am the light of the world? He'll in reality be the light of this new world. And it'll be so awesome. The nations will walk by its light and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. Do you know that's what the purpose of Jerusalem was for? For the nations to come and worship God? Well, guess what? The new Jerusalem will be living out its purpose. God always fulfills his plan. And verse 25, in the daytime, for there will be no night. Now think about that. I like the daytime. Now, nighttime, we sleep. But apparently, our new bodies are not going to wear out like that. We're going to be always up and doing cool things and seeing people that we love and miss. And most important, we'll see Jesus and we'll see incredible beauty and we'll be in this place. They will bring glory and honor to the nations and nothing unclean and no one who practices abomination and lying shall ever come into this place, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and that's the key. See, your name, if it's not in that book, 
All I'm telling you here is not going to happen for you. And you're going to die separated from God, separated from this new place forever in a place of eternal darkness in hell. And there's no reason for that. God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to do what you can do. He went and he lived that perfect, obedient life. And he fulfilled the law. He fulfilled God's law. And then he went to the cross undeservedly. You should have gone. I should have gone. And he took upon himself the wrath of God, the justice of God. And that's why when he was on that cross and he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Think about that. That's hell. That's separation from God. Jesus felt that in his humanity. Jesus took upon him your sin, every bad thought you ever took, every bad decision you've ever made, everything you've ever done that was wrong against God's will. Jesus took that upon himself for every person. And all we have to do is believe in the name of Jesus Christ. Believe in the person of Jesus Christ. Place your faith in the person of Jesus Christ. And then what happens is when you say, Lord, I believe in you and I want you to be the Lord and the Savior of my life, then what happens is you don't go to the cross. You go to the new earth. You go to the new heaven. You go to the tabernacle of God. See, here's the thing. Some people say, well, why doesn't everyone get to go to heaven? Well, because first, there's a problem which needs to be dealt with, which has been dealt with, and it's your sin. You can't go to a perfect place and be imperfect like that. You need a new body. You need a new spirit. You need to become a new person. But secondly, I always say, well, if someone chooses to not want Jesus here, why all of a sudden when they die, do they want to be with Jesus there? See, this is the time you make a decision. Now, while you're alive in this body. And then when that happens, you're crucified with Christ. You die. That old person dies and that new person comes to life. Just like the new earth and new heaven. See, this is the awesome thing that God is giving and offering to you. So hopefully you've done that. See, there's five important aspects to this new earth, also known as New Jerusalem. First of all, it's always open. That's what we read. You can travel to and fro freely. It's never going to be closed. And then it's always going to be daytime. Now, I like daytime. I like sunny days. I like sunny and clear. You know, there's places in the world where you can live, becomes dark in the winter during the day and the sun doesn't come out. That would be depressing. But this new place will be perfectly made for our new bodies. And then it will be perfectly safe. There'll be no crime, no fear, no disease, no death. We won't have to be concerned about any of those things. And there will be perfect people because we'll be new and Christ will have our perfect sinless body. So we will all be living perfectly with each other. And that's the next thing. There will be perfect fellowship with God and with those whose names are in the book of life, the true believers. And then last, the new earth will be a restored Eden. Think about this. 
Eden, Eden, which means paradise, was where God had Adam and Eve to live. And there were a few things in Eden. One, there was a river that ran through it. Secondly, there was a tree of life. Third, there was no curse. And fourth, God lived with man and man with God. Now, let's find out about the new Jerusalem, the new paradise. Okay? Look at this. Revelation 22. The angel showed me the river of the water of life. So just like Eden in Genesis, this has a river. On each side of the river stood the tree of life. So what happened? The tree of life that we were banned from Eden, Adam and Eve were banned from Eden, all people, and we couldn't get to the tree of life. Guess what? The tree of life is there. No longer will there be any curse. And we will see God's face. That's paradise. The Bible begins with Eden and ends with the new Eden, the new Jerusalem. Paradise. The Bible is the story of God's redemptive plan through Jesus Christ. What was made corrupt will pass away. What is made new in Christ will last forever. And the same one, Jesus, the word who spoke the heavens and earth into existence, will speak and has spoken the new earth and the new heaven into existence. The same one who said, I go to prepare a place for you, says, behold, I make all things new. So what should I do to be ready? RSVP to get your name on the list. You got to answer the invitation. Is your name in his book? The Bible says in 1 Peter that there is an inheritance reserved for those in heaven. You have a reservation with God when you die and go from this earth to the new earth. God will call your name. You'll be in the book. Reservation for so-and-so. Well done, good and faithful servant. That's what happens. That's what happened to my dad when he passed away in 2004. And his body was depleted. and He had amputation and everything else that was going on with his body. And all of a sudden, his name was in the reservation book and Jesus called it out. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into your inheritance. There's a place reserved for you. If your name is in the book of life, You have a reservation. Sadly, if your name is not in the book of life, you don't have a reservation. I don't want you to miss the party. You know, when someone sends an invitation and you don't RSVP, you might miss the greatest party to ever be. I don't want you to miss the party. I want you to be in the book. I want your name in the book. So I'm going to pray if you need to accept the grace and forgiveness of Jesus Christ into your life, by accepting Jesus into your life, this is the time to do it. Bow your head and say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I believe in you. I place my trust in you. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Thank you for rising from the dead so that I can rise with you. And I look forward to my new body, to be in the new heaven and the new earth, with you eternally, I believe and confess the name of Jesus. And if you prayed that, and it's not the prayer that saves you, it's your faith in Christ, you are not only a new creation spiritually, and you are a new creation physically, which will manifest in the future, 
your name is now in Jesus's book and you have a reservation. You see, we take for granted that we get to eat with Jesus. And that's what the Lord's Supper is. It's really a rehearsal of what we'll be doing with him in the new earth and new heaven. In fact, Jesus said when he was serving the Lord's Supper, the Passover, to his disciples, he said, I will not drink of this until the kingdom of God. So what he was saying was, hey, this is the last time I'm going to eat with you here. But man, we're going to eat together in the future. We're going to have a party together. We're going to have an incredible experience together in heaven, in paradise with Jesus. Now, here's the sad part. Jesus waited until his betrayer left Judas to serve Passover, to serve this communion, because Judas was not a believer. Judas hung out with believers. Judas acted like a believer, but he was not a believer. And he forfeited his soul for this world that's going to fade away. So don't do that. Come to the table. Come eat with Jesus and drink with Jesus. When someone does that, that's the greatest fellowship you have when you eat and drink with somebody. Lord Jesus, what you did for us goes beyond comprehension. We don't even have the words to express what you did for us, why you did it for us, other than the fact that what you say is that you love us. And God, your Father, loves us, loves us enough that he would send his one and only Son, and he would give his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life, which means that we will live forever in the kingdom of God in the new earth and the new heaven, eating together, partying together, having fun together, serving the Lord together in a perfect place, in a perfect place with perfect people who are in Christ, without sin, without death, without pain, without grief. All those things will be passed away. And the new will come and the new is going to rock. And we have an all-access pass by your Spirit who lives inside of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor David Bartowell's message reminds us that God speaks to us with hope and reason so that we can be His voice in this world. Please join us again for Make Me Your Voice, a ministry of the Gate Christian Bible Church in Orange County, California. We would love to have you join us for a Sunday service. For more information or to find our location, please visit thegatecbc.com. Make me your voice.